Jewish people will assume that you smoke weed because we're friends. No, that's fine. <laughs> like, I feel like more than half of my friends are partake of the of the devil's uh, lettuce. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so it's fine. And also, my parents were pretty convinced I smoked in high school, and were surprised to find out that the first time I smoked weed was when I was twenty-three. The first time you smoked weed was when you were twenty-three. Yeah. Can we start that with, <laughs> with that story? With the story? Of the first time you smoked weed. Oh, sure, yeah. It's not a really, like, funny story, but it's just more of the funny part was my parents being like, oh, have you smoked weed? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you smoked in high school, didn't you? I was like, no, actually, I just smoked for the first time three months ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the story goes, I got hired <laughs> to do my job. Probably shouldn't disclose who I work for at this point. Right. Okay. <laughs> what was the company I used to work for? Because you know I don't smoke now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they the one of my friends from the company was it was her birthday and she found out I had never smoked weed before and she smoked on the regular, and I was like, hey, like, is there anything like cool you want to do for your birthday? She's like, I want you to smoke weed with me for my birthday. Oh, and that was your gift to her. <laughs> yep. But except she got super drunk on the night we went out for her birthday. And so I kind of thought I was off the hook. And then she woke up the next morning. She's like, hey, we still have to smoke weed. (laughs) So it was my first time smoking weed was a wake and bake. And you were hungover maybe, right? Uh, I, I wasn't hungover. Okay. But I, I don't know. I didn't enjoy my experience. You didn't? Because they all smoked and went back to bed, and I was awake because I'm a morning person. Yeah. So I just sat around and watched The Office for like eight hours, but I thought it would have only been like a couple episodes, and then I looked down like, holy shit, I've just been like sitting here for eight hours. You just turned into a zombie. Yeah. Okay. That, that has been my experience. Or That's... I get a wicked cough and a bad headache. Okay. Okay. I think maybe one time I thought it was kind of fun because I was drunk. Right, but it was my it just. But I was probably more because I was drunk. Because that's why I was. <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess at this at this point, I'll have you introduce yourself to my seekers, which is what I call my listeners. Okay. Hi, I'm Grace, Renee's friend. Do you want like last name? If it's up to you. Oh yeah, that's, that's fine. That's your choice. Okay. Hi, I'm Grace Bletzer. Okay. And we are new friends. Yes. We just recently met. At the Browing Away party. At the Browing Away party, yeah. We met at my my Scorpio interview, Dave Waite. It was the bro house. Goodbye. That sadly is no longer. Yeah, it's being demolished. They they just relocated now. It's the dad yeah, pad. The dad pad. The dad pad. <laughs> Though none of them are Dads. fathers. But. It kind of, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, they can just barely keep themselves alive, I feel like. Which is probably most dads, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right, right. I guess it's mm-hmm. all the same. <laughs> but we know we met at the party and we were just like kind of like you and me and then Dana and another girl. Yeah. Um, Katie. Katie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we all just like found each other. Yeah. And became friends. But when you and I were talking, I was talking, about, I was trying to figure out who my Capricorn interview was going to be. And it was just like came up completely organically that you're like, oh, I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I have to, I have to interview you because <laughs> like this is it's this, destiny. That's how I feel. Yeah. Because I'm like, if this is, if something's on my mind and like a solution appears, I'm like, okay, that is the solution. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm down with this. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. It was really cool how like we all became friends though, because we met at that party and then we all decided to get brunch the next Sunday. The next weekend. (laughs) And we all did it. We all showed up. Yeah. Which is nice because I, 
I'm new to town and Dana's new to town too. Yeah. So it was just, I, I think I still consider myself new to town. How long have you been here? Three years? A little over three years. Three years. But I'm not like a typical LA person. So, and I, I feel like when you're not from here, making friends, once you get here, genuine friends is really kind of tough. So that's yeah. what was exciting about meeting you girls. Like, we all showed up for brunch the next weekend. And I'm like, this is this doesn't happen in LA. <laughs> Everyone flakes the fuck out. And like four out of four, we all yeah. came through, mm-hmm. and we were mostly on time. Yeah, right. Actually, I think technically everyone was on time because it was just a confusion about what time we were meeting. I was the last. Everyone one there. was there by noon, and that was the like breakoff point. Yeah, so I was like also impressed. We were four for four for showing up, and everyone was there by noon. You were the first one there. Yeah, you're the you're the. Are you very punctual normally? Yes, okay. actually. So I talked to Dana about that, and I'm like, normally, even with LA, like I I somehow manage to be like on time or five minutes early because mm-hmm. uh, I've like factor traffic in, and I'm just awkward like this. It's not awkward. Well, it's, it's not awkward. Responsible, but yeah, sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I care. I usually have my Kindle with me because I'm used to getting places and then realizing no one else shows up on time. And when I meet new people, the first couple of times, I sort of feel out the situation. So I'll show up on time like I normally do. But if they're always 15 minutes late, then I don't worry about it moving forward. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll just be L.A. with you. Right. Yeah. I'll just I'll (laughs) I'll groove with your L.A. Yeah. Late. <laughs> yeah. Or or just show up on time and bring my Kindle. And bring your Kindle. Yeah. I know. I was looking at, I saw your books. I saw your Jane Austen. Oh, Complete yes. work of Jane Austen. I was like, okay, nice. Yeah. It, it <laughs> is lovely, but to try and read from that is not very convenient. Yeah. Well, it's huge. <laughs> it's like bigger than a dictionary. <laughs> I have read two of the of her books like from that collection like the way it is oh like sitting from, in there and mm-hmm. i was like this is, this is too much yeah <laughs> plus it's kind of daunting yeah i mean i love her her writing mm-hmm. I, I feel like she definitely obviously doesn't didn't get appreciated in her time but her stories are pretty timeless and mm-hmm. if you can get past the old english they're really lovely um but yeah so but now i just have versions of things because it's just so much more convenient it is really convenient yeah especially but. with the kindle action oh, yeah mm-hmm. it almost makes me sad because like I, now i read stuff on the kindle and then i'm like oh i kind of wish i had like the book for my collection so when i want to recommend the book to someone you else can- i can actually <laughs> give it to them there needs to be some sort of a system where right? we can share our kindle yeah, yeah exactly like, can i borrow that book so you don't have to keep mm-hmm. like i mean i guess it's good for the author to make money and I, guess. I get that. I don't know. She seems pretty dead. But like, well, Jane, yeah, yeah, Jane Austen, <laughs> obviously. I mean, like some of the more no, new right. items are like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I remember. Um, okay, so well, you're a Capricorn. I oh. guess we should get to that. Oh, we sure. Should, yeah. We should announce that you're a Capricorn. Sorry, we're drinking wine. <laughs> we're drinking wine and we're eating cookies, and I'm so excited about both of those things. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't be? I <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're a Capricorn. Yes. And I'm a Capricorn rising. But one of the things that made me really excited about you when we first met was like, you were like, yeah, like I I brought the boys cookies and like I brought them like this like sign that says dad pad. And I was like, I brought the boys cookies too. Like, and you, you were like, yeah, like people like don't realize that's just how I am and they get weirded out when I just do nice things but it's just who I am (laughs) that happens to me too yeah that's another like non-LA thing like when you just show up with stuff like 
people get f- why why do you have this <laughs> because i'm a nice person yeah because well, just- <laughs> and also like i feel like my mom just taught me never go anywhere empty-handed mm-hmm. i don't know maybe that's like a midwest thing or maybe it's just <gasps> i grew up in phoenix though i think it's just a, okay so it's, it's just like a nice a, people thing it's just a nice people thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice people thing uh, some people, some people don't get it, man. Well, the thing about it is it's weird when people are like freaked out about nice, like people, nice people doing nice things for them. Cause I'm like, what happened to you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> How am I the weird one in this situation? Yeah. Yeah. You like, you don't trust me. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, sh- I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. Like you can't trust me to bring you cookies. Yeah. It's a strange thing. It it's was a also weird funny because so I took them to the, like a game night previously and then brought them to the party. But every, every time I take the cookies here in LA to, to something like that, they're like, is there weed in these? Oh my gosh. Right. I feel like you don't know me if you're asking that question. That's a big fat no. Right. But yeah, I guess but I get it. You know, wait, is LA. So yeah. you do have to ask that. <laughs> And then mm. I feel like it's like they're just a little disappointed when I'm like, no. You have to deliver the bed. But eat. then they eat the cookie and they're okay with it. Yeah, because they're fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah, and then you were talking about your mix master and I lost my mind about that too. <laughs> I was like, yes. So <laughs> I do hang out with a lot of dudes and they're all garbage people. So I was very excited to meet women who knew how to right. do anything. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's also, I feel like I, we all exist here in LA, but we have a really hard time finding one another. Right. I agree. Like, I don't know why this is. Like, I I know there are quality women in this city. Why is finding people to be friends with so hard? Well, we just, we just, we all have to tell each other, so. Yeah. No, I know. That's, like, (laughs) impressive. I just say, like, generally. Like, I've lived here for over three years, and I don't have very many female friends. I definitely don't have any that I feel like I've connected with the way that I've connected with you girls. And then that's just a new thing. In such a short amount of time. And it's just, like, it was just, like, Yeah. Easy. I yeah. mean. Maybe it's because we're all in our 30s. <laughs> that might be it. And we're all just fucking sick of it. We're just like, fuck it. Everyone showed up. Perfect. Yeah. We're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> we don't require much at this point. Just be, just <laughs> just be, be consistent. Yeah, just be there. <laughs> Same with relationships. Like, oh if you could God. just show up consistently. I, the <laughs> bar is really low, gentlemen. Earlier we Have s- a job. <laughs> earlier show we up s- consistently. We said semi-consistently earlier. Yeah. I won't even give you the same bar. Just sort of be there for me. Just kind of be there sometimes, I think, is exactly Like, if you're not in town, at least answer your phone in the case it's an emergency, and then you can have a friend help me. I don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's out of control. So what do you... Do you know much about, like, being a Capricorn or what it means, or... Um, I mean, I feel like as a teenager, I always read, like, the horoscopes and Mm -hmm. uh, random things about what my star sign means, and it's funny because I feel like maybe when I was younger it seemed more applicable but then as I've gotten older and maybe more free thinking I like I believe that there are definitely things that are out of our control and I don't know that my I think but I also think you're like able to make your own choices and evolve as you wish to Mm -hmm. um I think it was definitely way more serious as a as a teenager and a child like and I'm very I've always been kind of more reserved and quiet though I feel like As I've gotten older, like part of that was I was always worried that people were paying attention to me and judging me. Mm -hmm. And now as I get older, I'm just like, well, if you are, I don't care. Right. (laughs) I'm just going to like laugh at things that I find funny, even if other people tell me it's awkward and just be more like happy about myself. So, and I don't, I don't know. And I I guess 
part of the Capricorn thing is supposed to be like, you're a little bit cold hearted and like more about money. And I mean, I do worry about things financially and I definitely am more of like a logical risk taker. Like I call right. it calculated risk taker. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't just dive in without having done some research. So I guess maybe that makes me a true Capricorn, but I'm also yeah. like not obsessed with it. I, I still want to be happy. So if you know, that takes taking like, a, like taking a pay cut to be happier is okay with me. Like that, that concept works for me as long as I can still pay the bills. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. that's where I'm like, I think, I mean, I know there's elements of me that are definitely Capricorn, but the, the one I will say that I disagree with, or maybe it's just cause it's me, but they always like say that like Capricorns are like vanilla in the bedroom. And I was like, well, well <laughs> And they do say that. I mean, I reserve that for special people in my life, but right, 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 right. Not so vanilla over here. Not, I believe. I, I bet you could throw down. I really believe that. I do. Well, I love that. I like that. Like the whole like um, concept of like why Capricorns can be like cold or whatever is because it, it's the it kicks off winter, so it's like the first sign in the that like season. Oh. So in that way, I don't know. I don't mind the cold hearted thing. It's not, I don't think it's like a cold hearted thing. I think it's just like you're reserved with like how you display yourself. Well, and I mean, I'd like to just say that it's like, I keep, I try to keep my emotions for the people that deserve them. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe I seem cold hearted to some people, but I don't, the older I get, the less I want to give my energy to everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah, like totally. I want to be warm and inviting to everyone because I think that like it's good to put that out there. But because you track in it. terms of like the relationships that I'm going to foster, like I don't want to keep dumping energy into things and it's always one sided and me giving like I need stuff that's equitable and yeah. back and forth. And like I don't want to say like I put the expectations that like what I do for people, I don't expect that back all the time, but I do want to feel like there is like a give and a take give and, and take. an ebb and flow. And yeah, actually, you know, that's funny. Cause it reminds me of something that my friend Alexis, who was my Torres interview. And so that's an earth sign. Mm-hmm. She always says, if you're not contributing, you're taking like about her relationships. Okay. So I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we were talking about we were talking about Capricorn a little bit, and I'm like, I'm really interested in Capricorn because it's my rising sign, but I don't like, I haven't really completely like figured out what that means, you know. But it's like internal, sure. so it's like an internal thing, like your sun sign. It's I don't want to know you what mine show is because I don't always feel like a Capricorn. <laughs> I know. Well, that's yeah. You guys, well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have the girl night where we oh, all, yeah, where yeah, we yeah. do our charts. Oh, oh no. no, Jinx. Pause. Can we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know, right. Okay, we're back. There yeah. was a wine incident. We yeah. <laughs> uh, Renee has been kind enough to come do this at my place, but my roommates are now here and we cannot be at the table <laughs> where it would be more functional. I know we're like, we are, we're in her room and there's like, we're set, we have everything set up on an ottoman, but she accidentally spilled wine on her carpet. So it had to be. Yeah, it had to be addressed promptly. Mm -hmm. She did a really good job. (laughs) We just said R.I.P. Billy Mays, but you've taught us the power of OxyClean. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. This is an important power. You want to harness that harness that power when you get your wine stains. (laughs) Um, You're telling me a little bit about your house and like the energy reading that happened. Oh, so tell will you you tell that story? Um, sure. Um, so the. The house that my that I grew up in, our family home, uh, is actually built in 
Ooh. So it's the the bones of the house have been around for a while. Where is it? What city? Like what? Um, it's in Newton Falls, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Um, random small little town in Ohio. Uh-huh. But, um, it, before we we bought it from my great grandma. So my dad's side of the family, like his mom, grew up in that house. So it's like it's been a family home for a while. Like mm-hmm. or in our family, I should say. Uh, but the bones of the house were built in 1803. And then we, uh, while my family lived there, took it down, you know, to the studs and and remodeled it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but after we had remodeled, uh, the rooms kind of got rearranged and reassigned based on how they got laid out. And the room I ended up in was by the stairs to the attic. Mm-hmm. And I remember... At times, after we, like, moved back in, after the remodel, I would hear, like, someone going up the stairs and then walking around in the attic. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, one night I, like, got up and looked, and, like, the door to the attic stairs was still closed. Uh, were you thinking ghost? Or, like, what were you well, thinking? Well, I, I was like, I don't know, maybe, like, they went upstairs and closed the door. Because our attic's finished. So, like, it's like a okay. TV room kind mm-hmm. of thing for, like, the kids to play in, like a play right. or whatever. Um, and then I open the door and, like, the lights are off and there's nobody up there. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't want to wig myself out about it, so I just kind of let it go. Yeah. And then in college, I had a friend who told me her mom was a clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have a lot of exposure to this. So I was just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. if you say so. Um, right yeah <laughs> that's usually the reaction <laughs> yeah like I don't, I, I don't know I was like kind of believed these things but it would it was a little terrifying because you're like well what if this is like a bad spirit that exists in my house maybe if I ignore it it won't if I don't acknowledge your existence then you can't really touch me which is stupid because no, that's, that's not true probably it's but, so common actually but, <laughs> a lot of people feel that way yeah but so I wasn't sure what it was and then um, her and her parents came to a Christmas party that we were having and I didn't really know her parents well at the time. Um, but I hadn't told her parents, you know, anything about my past or like who, mm-hmm. where, like who owned the house. And we don't have pictures of my great grandma in the house or, um, other things that she ended up giving me feedback on. Like a couple of days later, she was like, yeah, I read some of the energy in your house. She's like, your house itself is fine. There were some people there that night that had really negative energy. Oh, like guests? Yeah. Did she say who? Uh, she just like kind of said a general area. But she didn't know the people, so it's hard to say. And I'm still, I mean, we definitely have people in our family that are probably questionable as any big family would. So, Do you think you know who you're talking, who she was talking about? You don't have to elaborate, but do you think you know? Well, it's. Yes, because I feel like since then, a lot of family drama has come up and I'm like, I maybe feel like that's who she was getting that vibe from because it was, you know, if she's clairvoyant, like she can sense that these things are brewing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or at least that's sort of like, I don't know, because it's interesting, right? So she can read energies from the past, but also like your energies. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. But the reason I started to believe in this was she, the first thing she said, oh, what was the name of the little white dog that you had growing up? Aww. Which we have no pictures of the dog in the house because, I mean, like we loved our pet, but we didn't, we don't, we don't know why we don't really have animals or pictures of our pets like yeah. around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, and I'm like, what, 
what do you mean? And she was like, well, when I first got to your place, like I saw like the essence of a little white dog and she described exactly where the dog is buried. Mm-hmm. And we Whoa. have no, we have no marker or anything. Like I know the dog's buried there, but it's not like there's like some big grave that says, this is the grave of Cuddles. Like, yeah. Was that his name? Yeah. <laughs> I had a funny name, Cuddles. But she knew where it was buried. Yeah. And then like described what the dog looked like, which how are you going to do yeah. that, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, maybe she's like onto something. Now, then the next part was she was like on the main floor of the house, there's this woman and she is describing her to me and she like, she sits in this rocking chair. And so when I was younger and like would be downstairs by myself before you go to bed, you know, you have to like turn off all the lights. Mm-hmm. And I would always like have to go to like, turn the the light in the next room on before I could turn this one off. Cause when I went to turn off the living room lights, I always felt like someone was sitting there watching me. Okay. And then like where she describes the essence of this woman sitting in the chair is exactly where I have always felt like someone is sitting oh, watching God. me. That's so creepy. But it turns out, or at least this is my understanding based on the way she described them. And I think it's my great grandma, my yeah. great grandma, Joe. Less creepy. Yeah. But still in a way creepy. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then, and then, then I found out where the stairs things comes in. Cause then she was like, then we went upstairs and she's like, there's this guy and we think he's from, she's like based on like the attire that she read with him is like before my family was living there. Or, like, anyone in my, like, obviously not my immediate family, but, like, generationally. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably from, like, an older time in the house. Okay. And she was, like, he's not, like, angry. Every So that was the, the comforting thing. She tells me all this, and then it's, like, there's no angry energy in your house, and none of the energies were, like, interactive. They're just kind of there. So uh-huh. then, like, doing my own research on, like, ghost stories and stuff, like, basically they're imprints. Yeah. You know, I think that's. The, I think that's what they call it. So the guy with the stairs is just like, it's a repeating energy. Right. So like, you're because just always going to hear it, but it's not like he's trying to bother you. Yeah. It's just like some sort of loop or something yeah. or some sort of portal yeah. or who knows what. So then I learned all of this uh-huh. and kept it to myself because I'm like, my family is not going to believe me. Right. <laughs> and then, um, a couple of years later, my brother took over the room I used to sleep in. Uh-huh. And then one night, we were hanging out and he's like, I have a question. When you used to sleep in that room, did you ever hear someone go up the attic stairs and walk around? I was like, oh yeah, actually I can tell you about this. Oh shit. <laughs> you already had the info. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was he which, just like, what? Like, how do you, well, I think he was relieved to think he wasn't crazy. Right. And that like, yes, I also heard it. And so there was like that initial look of terror, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is real. But then I was kind of nice that I could be like, oh, but you know, don't worry. I've uh, like- Anne said that it's like, a, it's a nice calm, like it's not angry. It's not something that's going to bother you. And, mm-hmm. and then because he believed it, then I told him about the rest of the house. So it's just me and my brother who choose to believe or that, these you, things. Does Did you ever tell your parents or is it just um, between you and your brother? Well, I think my parents have heard me talk about it at this point because this is, it's been at least a decade now. Uh-huh. Um, but my sister refuses to believe us. Oh, She's, what does yeah. she say about it? 
she's like, you're just, you're just making things up to scare us. And I'm like, no, I'm actually trying to do the opposite so that you won't be scared in our house. But like, I think she would just rather believe our house has nothing. I'm like, that's kind of crazy because it's been in the bones of the house have been in existence for 200 plus years. Like, right. (laughs) There's bound to be something. (laughs) I love that. I I seriously love that. You're just like, it's crazier to think that it wouldn't be on (laughs) it. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's my app. Like that's my outlook. on. And I, I mean, I maybe didn't used to think that way, but now like having had this experience and this knowledge and, mm-hmm. and then maybe a little bit of research and stuff. Like, I mean, I do feel like that it's things have happened. There's going to be an, an energy. It doesn't always mean yeah. it's going to be something that attacks you and hurts you or anything or that like it's that. Sentient. Or yeah. That it's, yeah. Like, cause like if you look at like the imprint thing, which I think is fascinating, yeah, but it makes you wonder like, it just like, it totally gets my mind racked about like how we perceive time. Mm. it's just i don't know yeah when i also am like when i die where am i going to be imprinted and like yeah (laughs) where is my energy just residually going round and round (laughs) i know yeah too it's like how much like what part of your energy is your soul and what part of it is just like what whatever you expend yeah you know and can you expend it and leave it somewhere before you died like is there somewhere i've been that something significant happened that like now there's an imprint of my time there Right. But I haven't died. Like, does it activate upon death or, yeah, <laughs> you know? Right. And well, and I, and like, is it, and what makes me curious too, is like, you think about people that like have sex and like all that, <laughs> and like, like the energy that is like expended from an orgasm. Sure. Like, why are there not like a lot of ghost stories about people boning? Yeah. They're, they, they're, yeah. A lot of the energies left are like either just day to day activities mm-hmm. or, or they're kind of angry and and yeah. sad. I wonder if it's like the rep- like the repetition of just like the mundane going upstairs. That's weird. Yeah, maybe. It's weird. So basically, what we've deduced then is sex needs to be more regular. <laughs> <laughs> there need to be there needs to be more ghost sex stories, or it's unbelievable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are your so? What do your your parents still live in that house? Oh yeah. Do they what? They just don't really comment. I just. I don't know if they're just like oblivious or they don't care or they just, you know, cause like, again, I feel like if you convince yourself that it doesn't exist, it won't like it's, it's not true or something. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that they would necessarily be scared if they decided to accept it, but, uh, they're a little bit more religious than I am. So I think a part of them wants to believe like your soul moves on and there wouldn't be anything left behind and right. Which is, you know, fine to each their own. Yeah. I'm not saying that the person's left behind and they're like hanging out in our house. I'm just saying some part of their aura and energy was left there. And mm-hmm. or at least that's what I was made to understand because I didn't do the reading, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder, well too. And plus it's like, it's a family member or it's like family, a family home. So like really how much do you have to worry? Right. If it's Well, I mean, it, you know, goes back to the 1800s, which was a bit of a different time mm-hmm. in the terms of like way people were treated. So like, I guess in a yeah. way it's kind of nice that it's not been anything negative. Cause it's like, well, it makes me feel like whoever lived in the house before us was also accepting of other people and, you know, wasn't trying to kill anyone or do anything really horrible to just live in their life. <laughs> yeah, just catch themselves. Yeah. Seemed pretty honest. Just had like a little farm doing their thing. <laughs> uh, is it was it a little farm? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you know what kind? Uh well, I mean it's five acres. the house itself sits on five acres, I okay. think. So there's like a 
little area for some stuff. And then the properties across the street are the bigger farms. Okay. So it was like a family farm. It was mm -hmm. just like self-sustaining type of thing. Yeah. I don't think it was ever like on a grand scale. Right. They're not feeding the masses, but maybe some of the locals kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, my, so my dad grew up in a house down the street. Okay. From this is like, a weird little family street. Like we're not Greek, but we might as well be because like that movie, my big fat Greek wedding where like they all live near each other. Like that's my dad's family. Okay. What, what, what are you? (laughs) We're Eastern European on my dad's side. Okay. So like Hungarian, Polish, Mm -hmm. like all that. I'm Polish and Czech. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you were raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, yeah. of course. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's why my dad's one of eight. Uh, yeah. I was just going to ask you how many children your grandma had. Yeah. Mine had eight as well. Yeah. It's my mom. It was my mom's side though. She's one of eight. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's side of the family is, well, my mom's mom was from a big family, but she, my mom has one sister. That's so, so weird. My dad has one brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so now you, you know, when you have the family events, it's kind of weird. Cause you're like growing up, I always kind of preferred going to my dad's side of the family. Cause there's like a shit ton of cousins to uh-huh. hang out with. It's like, you go to mom's side and it's like, Oh, Hey, like two more people to hang out with. But, uh. I was so spoiled rotten by my grandparents on my dad's side that it was just like, well, actually, you know, it didn't matter because my grandparents lived next to each other. Oh. So, yeah, my parents were next door neighbors. That's, like, how they met. Oh. <laughs> That's so, so we cute. Got, we just got to run around, see both our grandparents all at once. It made, made things convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My So, my dad's mom lived down the street, and then my other grandma lived in our hometown. So, not quite as close as your grandparents, but still, but pretty, still pretty close. Nice. Um, okay. You okay? You raised Catholic. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about a little bit how like your parents still ask you if you go to church and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they're like I said, they're more religious than I. Right. Um, they they, I'm, I don't know. I like to believe that there's something bigger than us that exists. Yeah. Um, whatever you want to call it, God, fate, karma, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I and I, I honestly feel like most people that believe in something like at, at its core, we're all kind of believing in the same, the thing. same thing, which is that there's something bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it controls you, but it's just that it like exists and throws things in your like, path. I think, I don't know, gives you choices. Like it creates a, an opportunity. Like, are you going to go left or right? You know? And like, cause you still have the, the option to make choices. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also kind of cool to think that like there are things in life that sort of lend you to choose one thing over the other, or because you chose this now, this is going to be part of your path. Do you have any, for me, it's kind of like, I think that there are things that are faded, but also like you've got free will. So it's like how you get there. Like, what do you, what are your, what's your take on fate? Like things that have to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I, I think there are some things you may not see coming but like it's going to happen and it just like kind of what you're getting at where your choices just decide like how long it's going to take for that to happen or Mm -hmm. like at like where that's going to happen, you know, like, uh, you're contributing it, but it's still going to happen. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And this is like your path that leads you there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the destiny, it's like the go right or left, like like that scary scene on beauty and the beast where it's like, am I going to go down the, like, you know, when oh, yeah. it's like the haunted forest and then like the nice pretty way, but he takes yeah. like the haunted shortcut. Right. Yeah. Which is always my choice, but sure. Take the haunted shortcut to your yeah. destiny. 
I feel I feel like at this point I would just go with the haunted thing anyway. I'm like, y'all, you exist, so. Yeah, dude, it's fun. Come at me. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did something like that once. I was recording in my friend's house, and we were like, yeah, like, come, like, come show show yourself, ghost. And it, like, totally fucked. Like, the, the audio got all fucked with. Oh, wow. And, like, made this crazy sound, and we ended up screaming. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so you had the interactive ghost. <laughs> yeah, we had an interactive ghost. Yeah, I was I I like put the sound bite in like Libra week. It was weird. <laughs> well, but it I mean it's kind of nice mm-hmm. at least if you believe in this stuff. Yeah, like, right? Cuz I was like in your face naysayers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Sound bite. <laughs> uh, those are like my favorites when it's like something really clear and obvious. Like mm-hmm. okay, like these things can happen and they do exist and yeah but even then it still doesn't have to be like a scary thing that's the other thing like just because something exists doesn't mean it has to be like terrifying and like horrible in the way that it always seems to get portrayed like i think it only becomes that if you think about it in that way sure like i think that thing has become scary if you just like allow for fear to be part of your psyche that's true Mm -hmm. because that so like with the where i always felt like there was someone watching me yeah it would always creep me out because i allowed it to but now like i'd like I know who this is like. Good night, grandma. You know, like yeah. I feel like if you embrace it and just say like, and she, I don't think she's actually sitting there. It's probably just leftover stuff like that, that that's how her energy presented itself to Anne who did the reading. But like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It's almost easier if I can just pretend like, yeah, you're just like in the corner hanging out. This is what you do. Just I'm just going to say good night. But you know what? What if like, we, what, what if one night she's like, good night. Right. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> She's like, good night. <laughs> that would be worse. <laughs> well, what if like she was sitting in that rocking chair at one point, and that imprint was created because she was sitting in her rocking chair, like thinking about like her family and like what her grandchildren are gonna be like, and like thinking like like gazing off, thinking about the future, oh. you know, and like imagining it, and like you're that manifestation of whatever she was. I like that. Isn't that cute? I also hope I'm not a disappointment to her. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Hey, you are. You made it out of the little town. Yeah, you yeah. Big city LA girl. <laughs> mean streets of LA. Yeah. And they haven't broke me yet. <laughs> yeah. It's not as it's not as vicious as people think or as people say. No, I don't. I actually don't find LA to be vicious at all. It's just people are not always genuine either. You know, yeah. like it's not vicious. It's just. I, I feel like so coming from the Midwest, mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked with you about this before, but you're like you meet people and say hi and you feel like you've hit it off because you stand there and talk for a while. You even bother to exchange phone numbers or something like, yeah, we should hang out again. And then in the Midwest, you do. Right. But here in L.A., it's like <laughs> you can stand there and talk to someone or sit at a bar and talk to someone for two hours and exchange phone numbers and they'll just pretend like they have no idea who you are. If you fall. I'm not always, but right. I feel like more often than not, it's kind of like this. They just want the like moment of an experience. They don't necessarily want it like to become like a continuation. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why that is. I don't know. Because it's a distraction from like, because people who come to LA usually come to LA because they like are following some sort of dream sure. or like career. Yeah. And I wonder if it's like they want like the semblance of like intimacy or like th- to know that there's like still a potential for intimacy. But once they know that it's available, they're just like, well, whatever, I'm going to focus on yeah. my career. Yeah, th- maybe. Mm. I also feel like sometimes. 
people are like trying to network and like once they realize like you can't really do anything for them. Oh, you yeah. know, like especially for myself, not being in the entertainment industry, I'm like, so I feel like as soon as people know that they're like less interested in pursuing. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I don't okay. know. Maybe it's not true. It's definitely not always true because I right. obviously have like other friends here, but I feel like. I don't know. It's that, and you know, I mean, like, if you it's picked that, up it's on that it. kind, it's that kind of city where, like, that's what you, you know, it's not necessarily because they mean to be mean about it. It's just like they're here following a dream, yeah, and like trying to develop a friendship with someone who's not really gonna like, other than being supportive to them, would you know? Right. It's not like the it's truth. It's not serving them in a lot of ways. Just one way, and they need like someone who can be supportive, but also maybe help get them connected and. Be supportive and benef- like beneficial. Somehow. Yeah, a friend with benefits, but in like an, an entertainment industry a, a sort of way. A friend with entertainment <laughs> benefits. <laughs> There's gonna be a new like weird, yeah, website. Like- yeah. <laughs> no, I've I've like talked about this with people because they've done all like the online dating and stuff, and it's just like, why can't there just be like an app for friends? You know, I, isn't there like I, I feel like there Friendster? is maybe, and then there's like the friend version on Bumble, but it's just like it's still like all this swiping nonsense. I'm like, you need just like a collective place that says like, here's some fun things that are going on. That's if you interested in this, and meet I, up. It's Meetup. Yeah, I know, but it is and it isn't because when I feel like I joined Meetup, uh-huh. I feel like I have interests of people in my age bracket, but I always get recommended to groups for like people in their fifties and sixties, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll have, like, a cute grandson to introduce me to. But right, right. <laughs> the goal here is to meet people in my own age group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I do have a soft spot for the senior citizens. Me too. I have this fantasy about going to the senior centers or, like, the nursing homes to, like, paint all the ladies' nails. Oh, I would so do that with you. Really? That would be so fun, yeah. I used to paint my grandma's nails, and I, like, it's how I want to honor her. We should do it. Yeah, we should. We should. That'd okay, nice. we're going to... I was a nurse's <laughs> aide for a few months and it was like in a nursing home uh-huh. and it was like rewarding. It was also depressing because right. you just feel like really horrible that people get stuck there and their families don't come visit them and they just want someone to talk to. Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, and I've thought about that. I'm like, that would, I feel like that's an opportunity for volunteering that gets overlooked. Like even just being mm-hmm. like a companion to people, like go and visit with them or play a game of Scrabble or something. Like they just want company. Yeah. I'm sure you can find some real gems too. Like oh, some yeah. real gem people. Yeah. With wonderful. Yeah. Like, especially in LA, I bet you could get some real <laughs> funny store, like some real, like. Yeah. Like the nitty gritty Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, I this is probably like a a nice little treasure trove. Yeah, we're gonna find out what. Yeah, like. we are gonna find out. What we're doing this. <laughs> we'll paint your nails if you tell us stories of the good old days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me, <laughs> tell me how how young Cary Grant was getting them and at, at, right? at how old. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number? Yeah, right. Yeah. How many? We'll we'll just like as we're painting. So how many celebs have you and or your friends been with that you can yeah, remember? Have you consorted with like find a nice <laughs> old timey way to say it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Because I feel like noodle. Well, I feel like I don't know if they're senile, they'll talk about it. But if they're right. still like aware of things <laughs> mentally, they're like. Uh, that generation's not always as forthcoming. They like their. They don't enjoy when we're talking about this stuff. 
So yeah, so the um Do you ever like go out with your friends to a restaurant and you get in deep in these conversations about like people you've had sex with and all this stuff and like at some point you look around and realize there's people that are, you know, in their fifties, sixties sitting around maybe even older and they're just kind of like low key judging you for talking about this <laughs> in public. Um, <laughs> I think that that used to happen to me more when I was younger. Because I was just like so excited about the fact that I was having sex <laughs> and I was probably too loud about it, like my topic, like talking about it, you know? Oh, sure. Hmm. Now I don't think so much, but I'm like, I feel like it just happened to me on Sunday. Oh no. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> we were, my friend Katie and I, well, yeah, yeah after I, brunch, Katie and I continued to drink cause whatever. Right. Okay, it's so Sunday fun day. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, we're at the little bistro across the street and they have this communal table which is kind of a weird concept, but I think it's fun because you never know who's going to sit down next to you. So we sat across the table from one another, but then we realized like everyone who came and kind of was sitting on either side of us was always like on a date night, but they were older because okay. it's this random bistro on a Sunday night. Like who else is going to eat there? Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. just drunk and having conversations about the people we've met and dated and slept with. And I was like, at one point, <laughs> kind of like realizing maybe we this is not like communal tables like <laughs> oh shit yeah communal table well no wonder smiles so like this is what you get we've been drinking since noon oh my gosh that's so funny how close were you guys at the communal table i mean it's like sitting at like a dining table they're like yeah you know, probably eight inches you know on either side of you is <laughs> mm-hmm. close mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case like you sit at the communal table and you're also with those people like it's just enough distance that they could be part of your party or they could be their own their own party thing. yeah so then i was like maybe the solution next time would be to not sit across the table from one another but sit like next to each other because then you can turn to one another and like keep it a little bit quieter. Right, you can keep your sex. But I'm like stories. yelling these like, things hey, across the table. I sucked this dick. Like, <laughs> I think I vividly remember talking about uh, this person I met from an online dating thing. Uh-huh. That I was like, I had decided I probably wasn't going to sleep with him. Not because I didn't like him, but I was like, you know, trying to be like, I'm gonna take it slow or whatever. Right. And then we were like messing around, and I saw his penis. I was like, well, this is happening because like. <laughs> I mean, it's weird to say, but I think for the first time in my life, I've seen like the most beautiful penis I've ever. Really? Yeah. It, that's so. I was like that would have so been nice great. to see that consistently, but it's LA, so just con- semi consistently. <laughs> semi consistently. <laughs> yeah, like if you want to call me up here? It's been a couple months. Like I right? guess that would qualify as semi consistently. Oh God, yes. Yeah, semi- but I'm trying not to do that, you know. The semi like semi consistently <laughs> for like five years. <laughs> I've been semi-consistent with you for two years. Do you think it's time to... Oh, my God. That's my best friend. I hope she listens to this (laughs) because we talk about this on the regular. So (laughs) now everyone's going to know your story. I'll withhold your name. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But we've been friends since five and it's interesting knowing someone for that long. Right, right, right. There's like... She's like a sister to me and probably knows more about me than my own sister because we, because you've got that confidant. Yeah. Uh, she has this dude that she has been sleeping with on and off for five years. I would say dating, except they never have like officially been like in a relationship, which just boggles the mind. Right. 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 And I just call him her, her boyfriend now. I was like, I mean, I feel like if you're going to keep doing this, like he's your boyfriend, whether you want to say it or not, like you, 
You're still sleeping together after five years and you spend time, you go out to dinners and things like they act like they're in a relationship mm-hmm. until he decides he's mad about something and like doesn't want to talk to her. Oh, okay. although they're on like a good stretch. So I'm just, you know, sc- yeah, I was like, <laughs> Home run. Always, I'm like, when's the wedding? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when are you going to trap him with a baby? <laughs> I hope she doesn't do that, but oh my God. she does want children and she's in her thirties. And I was like, well, Dude, if you're sometimes... like not willing to let this guy go and go meet someone who genuinely wants to commit to you, then I kind of feel like this is your life you and might... you might as well just get into it. You might as well just trap him, <laughs> trap him with a baby. I, as a contrast, I'm like, ew, kids gross. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, well, I'm not going to trap you with a baby. I'm going to slowly lure you in <laughs> and convince you that you would like to have one with me. But then sometimes I might have to just like, I'm, you know, I have the patience for that now because I'm 30. Sure. But once I hit like 37. <laughs> it, wow. <laughs> might be time to just trap a dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or just a like go to a sperm bank. I mean, <laughs> depends on how much money I have. Fair, if fair, it, yeah. <laughs> I, I might need that joint income. <laughs> it's funny. So yeah, being from the Midwest, Catholic family, you know, all these things. Like I have cousins that are younger than me that are like married and popping kids out and stuff, and like yeah. all the family's like, you know, they're like, don't you want kids? And I'm like, no. And then that just upsets them more. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I, I like children. I do. I have. I like love my cousins. Like all their little kids. It's really fun. I just. I don't know. I don't know that I like being a mom is in me. I'm like totally ready to be like the cool, weird aunt, mm-hmm. like send your kids my way for a week in the summer. Like I'm down for this, but mm-hmm. I think it's like the commitment of taking care of this person right day in and day out. And like for 18, like I don't even, I'm not even ready for a pet. So, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, mean, I just, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I like <laughs> my freedom. <laughs> I want to be trapped on a farm. <laughs> With babies and cows. <laughs> well, then do I know some people for you? Really? <laughs> I mean, they farmers live in Ohio. Only. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hook it up with your Ohio farmer. Organic well, farmers they're not, only, They're please. not necessarily <laughs> farmers yet, but I feel like you could just like throw that in the mix. Like right. they haven't left Ohio, so the, the okay. potential to become a farmer is always there. <laughs> or just like their parents own farms and they're getting older. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Or like, you know... Farms go up for sale all the time. Farms go up for sale all the time. <laughs> and I'm like sure you can buy a whole farm for less than a one-bedroom apartment in West L.A. So. Yeah, no shit, right? And then I can, like, procure all my herbs and, like, my fancy yeah. goat cheese and then sell it to, like, L.A. bourgeois people. Yeah, there you go. And then I'll make enough money to buy a one-bedroom here. Yeah, well, okay, because my dad's like the king of odd hobbies because he has a farm and the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so his new his newest obsession in the last couple of years is he we have maple trees, so he taps the maple trees oh and makes God. his own maple syrup. But he just like gives it away to people. It's like, what the hell, dad? Like, send it out here and I'll sell it probably for like $20 a pint Dude, because you could. you could just be like... Fresh organic Ohio maple syrup. Dude, farmer market that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is hello. We can literally have, as the wedding crashers hope to have, a virgining maple syrup conglomerate. Like, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, it's like you could charge more for maple syrup, like hand tapped in Ohio, than you can for gasoline. Yes. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> and they and he has these like cute little bottles that he puts them in. Like they, there's like little maple leaf bottles, and then he has these like little cute jug ones that say like Ohio maple syrup. I'm like seriously, like you already are doing all the things you need to do. Just send it to me, and I will I will sell it for you. Yeah. Do you have any of your own, just like a personal collection? Oh yeah, he sent me my share for the year. <laughs> I want to try. We're, to we're going through it a little quicker now that I have roommates. Right. Yeah, you got two boys. Yeah. You're kind of like a mom in that way, though, because you've got two boys that you take care of. Yeah. If this is what having children is like, I've definitely made the right choice to not have any. <laughs> you made us. You made them all cookies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's fine, but I'm like not responsible for them. Like ultimately, right. like yeah i'll take the like grown-ass child i'll that's fine i can parent that because really it's on you at this point but (laughs) (laughs) like babies they're cute some of them let's be honest they're definitely some some of them that's a rough life for you kid right um hopefully you'll grow into your face (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) oh my god that's so true Uh, and i hate when oh i hate when people like just have the baby uh, okay, because I don't live near home, so I sometimes I happen to be around when babies are born. They're like, "Oh, you should come see the baby before you leave," and I'm just then I have to go and feign excitement about holding this little mush ball right. that looks like sort of human, sort of like cool. Yeah. How about I'll come back in six months when it has a little bit more of a personality and like <laughs> facial structure, and <laughs> and I can then maybe fawn over them, maybe feign fawning over them whichever way it has to has to go i just i like all the babies i don't (laughs) but you know what's weird is i have like i feel really terrible if i even like internally judge someone's appearance yeah but if there's a baby i'll be like fuck that baby that baby's (laughs) ugly right like you're too young to care but yeah no i agree like when people i I don't know because there's something about like the solidarity of being like an adult in this world you know like i don't want to judge you for that because i feel like people judge me for stupid things i don't Mm want to be the person doing that to you but yeah babies i will judge your baby yeah i'll I'll judge your children too (laughs) yeah and your parenting i will yeah 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 but you could it's like you suck as a parent but also you got a shit kid like yeah yeah. your family fuck your family (laughs) i don't like it okay i don't like I don't like families that are just like clearly just like shitty families producing shitty people. Like there's yeah. enough of it. I But I feel like that's more and more what's happening because those of us that have wised up to shit mm. and like know how to f- do things financially, we're like, yeah, I don't know about these kids, man. They're a money suck and a time suck and... I don't know any. Uh, see, my see, I'm really bad about finances, and I'm the one who's like, I want to have kids. I'm your nightmare. I'm, <laughs> I'm lining up for your judgment. In five years, I'm gonna be like, hey. Wait, in seven years, I'm gonna be like, look at this kid I trapped this dude into having with me. No, yeah. you're gonna have a litter in seven years. You're like, look at all five of my children. Oh my God. I think I'll stop it. Well, maybe I'll adopt. We don't have to decide Actually, you know, I've always said that. I was like, I don't think... Part of the kid thing for me is I have no interest in going through the miracle, quote unquote, of birth. Mm -hmm. Like, that appeals to me not at all. Oh, my God. Okay. And I was like... But I've always said, like, you know, if I got older and decided suddenly I'm ready to be a mom, like, adoption's always on the table for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really lovely thing. There's always kids that need homes. Yeah. Uh, I've also... So I have a, a gay couple that I'm really good friends with that are like talking about do you, using surrogacy or adopting 
but they're in the Midwest, so it's a little bit more judgmental and harder for them to get this to happen. Right. And I was talking with one of them and they were, you know, kind of regaling me with the difficulties. And then there was kind of this pause and it occurred to me, I was like, I feel like I'm about to be asked to be the surrogate. So I was like, I'm going to cut this off right now. I was like, hey, so if the direction of this conversation is headed towards like, would I be interested in being a surrogate for you? I love you, but I don't even want to birth my own children. So the only way you're getting a kid out of here is if I find myself accidentally knocked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By some dude I don't know. Then it's and all then you, yours because you I don't it. want it anyway. Like, <laughs> I do not want to be a single parent. This is all you. <laughs> um, but she seemed pretty excited about and was like. He's, he's rooting for you. Yeah, you know, he's like, I'm going to start sending, like, attractive men your way that don't want to be fathers. He's just so that hire. he's Yeah, he's. I don't think he really will, but. <laughs> But he, like, jokes about it. L.A. is full of actors that are just looking for any gig, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so maybe it would be a cute baby, but (laughs) I feel like not all actors are cute. Mm -hmm. Actor does not mean cute. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mean, I personally hope I don't have to, like... That's a thing, right? Like, I want them to have the things that they want, but it's like, I'm not going to give you my body to, to have that. Well, that's totally fucking reasonable. Right. No, and I and they don't then I'm not acting ask. like it's not yeah. unreasonable to, to feel this way, but it's but I do feel like bad and I'm, and that's where I'm like if I found myself pregnant and I'm going to be a single mom, like nah, I'll just give you my kid. If I had the cash, dude, sometimes I have like single mom fantasies, like rich single mom fantasies. <laughs> Does that happen ever? <laughs> Rich single moms. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. I know. I feel like there are like celebrities. Like maybe Sandra Bullock, but like. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. She did that. She like adopted that baby. Yeah. After her husband was racist. Well, and now and now <laughs> Angelina, right? I guess technically. Yeah, she's got she's got a litter. <laughs> she's got a fucking litter. But she can afford them. Yeah. No. If I had like if I had like Angelina Jolie money for sure, I'd just be like. Yeah. Okay. I'll just run it like a foster home or something like i don't know oh that was a happy little laugh yeah my my roommates are out and socializing yeah they're all happy they're all fucking (laughs) jolly and like eating cookies and excited yeah they're on a nice little sugar high now Mm -hmm. i know (laughs) you're welcome Mm. What what sort of things were you into when you were a teenager uh i mean i I feel like I was, my focus was like getting into college because that was like the pressure my parents put on mm-hmm. me. That's so very Capricorn like, too. Yeah. That's what I said. Like when I was younger, I feel like I was definitely more of a Capricorn, but I, I also feel it's cause I was like a, a people pleaser to some extent. Like my parents had all these expectations. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I got to meet them and like do well by my family and Right. So like, you know, played soccer, but then I was in student government and the drama club and I really like, I feel like I tried to have like a lot of interests, Mm -hmm. but the ones I really enjoyed, I did like drama, um, but I always liked playing like the weird little side characters. Like I didn't want to go and audition for the main part. There was like these weird little plays anyway that no one's ever heard of. Like (laughs) they're written specifically for like high school students to put on. Okay. Um, but I would always be like the weird, I liked the weird side characters that I could like get creative with. Uh, yeah. Cause you, we, we were like a really underfunded drama club. Uh, we more or less dealt with our own costumes, like provided them or, 
like not even made them like you had to kind of find your own things to use so we were like the goodwill drama club yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, go there and like dress for your character so there's like a lot of free run with that yeah um, but i remember like one of them had to play like this weird little old lady Aww. and that was fun because it was like trying to have like a little old lady voice and then <laughs> then when i was like mother superior for this like we had to play about nuns it was not a catholic school though which was interesting it was and we were like in with like the mob it was kind of a weird little like comedy thing a nun, like nuns involved with the mob yeah like i don't naughty nuns yeah, I think it was called <laughs> None of Your Business, <laughs> but with like N-U-N. That is so out of control. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was also interesting. So like people in the play just didn't really bother to learn their lines. So like mm. the night of the play was always kind of like, what do we get to improv tonight? Because someone's right. going to miss their cue and not know a line. We still have to get the story across so we can get to the next scene, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's why it was fun because it was not even realistic. <laughs> at all like probably to how a real show should be run it was very well it was a just small like small town in ohio yeah. high school like we had like a 500 hundred dollar budget for the year you know what i mean like there's no money in this we have to make our own sets and reuse things and like be creative it was right then you went to like the really fancy nearby schools when they would have a like their production of something you're like oh this is what it's like to be in a real drama right <laughs> right 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 uh, but we had fun and uh, I also really enjoyed my art class, classes, I guess. Yeah. But, like being academic minded and my parents are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't focus on the creative things, like that be able was, to pay your bills and stuff. Yeah. That, um, that always felt like a choice that like you had to make it w- when you're that age. Yeah. Like you're going to either be like creative or you're going to be. It's so it's so dumb yeah. that we put that emphasis. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't think that I, emphasis is put on kids anymore. I mean, I, I do feel like in the United States, we still do that. Like expecting people to go right from high school to college. is It's insane. Right. Yeah. When I graduated I and mean, I did well and, you know, going to college just became this expectation. Like right. you have to go because you got in and you got scholarships and it's like, yeah, I didn't feel ready for it. I don't, I didn't know what I wanted to go for. And I went and I got a degree and like, I'm, you know, I'm, doing okay in life I have a job and things like that but it's sometimes I wonder if I could go back like what you know what would you have done yeah like if I had done things my way like where would I be in life right now would I be like really struggling or would it have been different but I also don't want to live with like the regret that I didn't just stand up to my parents and not do kind of what was expected of me so now I feel like my goal in life is to just moving forward and make the decisions that I want to make yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, if you, they're so loud. I right know now. they're so cute. <laughs> they're so. I'm like, I'm curious to know. Yeah, <laughs> but what I was gonna say was, um, probably you would be struggling because I did the like, <laughs> I'm gonna make my own choices. I'm gonna like blah blah blah. I like I like flirted with the idea of being responsible a couple of times, <laughs> but never actually followed through with it. So I think it's I don't know. I think for you, you've got the benefit of like you like set up this foundation for yourself. Yeah. And now you can make those choices. But that's one of the things that's like that I was reading about Capricorns is that they blossom later in life because. Yeah, they get because we need that foundation. You need the foundation. <laughs> yeah, you need the foundation. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Not here. I thought it was just because my parents gave me expectations and I was too shy to say no. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably like a Capricorn. Like, I think it's, I think the, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think no, that all yeah, those no. things like tie in <laughs> together and like, um, <clears throat> I'm taking my chances and attempting wine again. I'll take a little bit more. If you don't mind. No, not at all. Let's kick this bottle. <laughs> um, we're almost done. We're already in an hour. Oh, cool. Um, oh God, there are a couple of things that I wanted to ask you. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, what would you have done if you? What do you think you would have done if you had? If you could go back, what would you have pursued as an alternative? I think it would have just taken the money I had and went to Europe, mm. and like just like seen what happened like you know now they have all these like rich kids or and i hate to say it that way but like right. let's be real people who come from the middle class are not taking a gap year right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's a common thing in europe because especially like in the socialist countries where like yeah. your taxes are helping fund education and college is free they don't put that pressure on you to go to school right away because they want you when you go to school to know what you want to go for totally so it's perfectly acceptable to have some time in between like your mm-hmm. high school years before going on to a university or a college for something. And a lot of their programs to my understanding are also like more specific to what you're going to go to school for, which, you know, I don't hate the idea of like the liberal arts education and having some well-roundedness, but I kind of feel like that's what high school was for, for me. Then like I would have rather figured out what I wanted to do and like gone to school and gotten what I needed to know for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then it's like you get it done, it's cheaper and you move right in into the career and like you can explore those other topics on your own time. Right. But like in, in America, college is a business. It's not really about education at this point, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I mean, there's some education that's occurring, but a lot of it's like really like learning how to communicate and network and, Because you can graduate with a degree and end up in a field completely unrelated and it's all because of how you're able to market yourself. Right. Or who you know. (laughs) Right. So. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I would have just liked to take my chances and see. Like, if it didn't work out, I was young enough that, like, you can come crawling back home and, like. Yeah, it sucks when you. But now, grow, like now, that now, age. now, if I do this, I'm like, uh, I don't think my parents will be like too excited if I'm like at 34. I'm gonna quit my job and take a gap year, take and then gap year. at 35, I might need you to put me up again. Like mm-hmm. you're getting ready to retire, right? Have you ever been to Europe, or do you think you? Yeah, no, I have, and it. And I think that was what was like frustrating to me was like how long it's taken me to get there and you to like your- start knocking these things off whereas like I feel like if you could like travel and you're a little more carefree and you're not thousands mm. of dollars in debt and having to like wait for vacation time and all these things like it would have just been a little bit more free floating right um and I don't know my family calls me the gypsy because like even post, <laughs> even post college <laughs> like I take these jobs and I'll take like random assignments for a place just because I'm like ready to move on. Like living in LA for three over three years. This is the longest I've stayed anywhere out like after college. Where else did you go? Um, I lived in Chicago for a little bit. Right. Then I went to Central Ohio, which isn't a huge stretch, I know, but it was to be closer for my brother's senior year. And then I lived in Oregon for a couple of years. Okay. Are you and getting then, an, are you getting an itch to like leave LA? Uh, 
kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough because then like the older I've gotten, like I got kind of tired of the starting over factor. Like I love to travel and see things. And if I could do that full time, then that would be different. But it's like if I'm going to have to come back to my day to day grind of having this job and stuff, I don't know if I want to keep starting over yeah. and trying to establish like a group of friends and, and a routine like because then my options really to make it easier would be to go back to somewhere I've lived but the of the places I've lived I I think the one I would be more inclined to move back to is Chicago and most of the people I knew there I'm not really friends with anymore so it's not even right. like I'm going back to have friends friends and <laughs> still be starting over mm-hmm. um but yeah, I don't know. I like I like LA. The weather's good here and like I'm slowly meeting people that I feel like are I'm making genuine connections with. I've kind of put myself on like this timeline of like a year and a half because that's how long my roommates are still here for. Okay. And I like my living situation. So I was like, I have a year and a half to right. like meet new people <laughs> uh-huh. and make like actual friends and potentially find like someone else I could have roommates with. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. I'll have to go back to pain through the nose to live here by myself or I'll be moving. Yeah, I you know. I'm I'm doing I'm giving myself three years. And if yeah. it's, then I'm going to New York if it's well, not. Well you're already doing like way better than me <laughs> for only having been here for six months. You have friends. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing too, is like I mean, well, I'm really impressed by like all the follow through that like the four of us have done so far. <laughs> but I have late I have lately actually felt like, oh wow, like I do have I do have friends, which is a new thing because I felt like it did take me this amount of time to get here. Yeah. But I think the podcast has actually made it so much easier oh, sure. for me to make that happen because I'm like, oh, what's your sign? Well, I need I need to <laughs> yeah. I need to interview you. <laughs> yeah. That's how I met one of my neighbors. Like yeah. actually the interview before this one. So <laughs> Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but that's good. Like you need something to not need, but I feel like it's easier if you have something to like open with. It's uh, way easier. And you know what? In comedy too, it's nice to have like a podcast because the thing is like, it's like what you're saying, that thing. Like if you, like you need to be able to offer people something. And like if you <laughs> tell people like oh, I have a podcast, like there are people that are just like, oh, like you can see that they like retain that information about you. Yeah. And then there are people that are like, oh, I want to be on your podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. hit, like, hey, like they hit you up and they're like, they like you know, like schmoozed up to you just because sure, like yeah. you have like some sort of a platform that they can maybe stand on. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then but, I'm, then people are like, what do you do? And we're like, I work in surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I monitor the function of the spinal cord. I think it's cool. It is cool. But like, that's the extent of the conversation. Cause then you can only talk about it so much and like, right. Did you go to school to do that? Is that what you knew you wanted to do? Or is that what like kind of an example of what you were saying? You go to school. This is an exact example of me like being logical and like, okay, well I got a degree in biology. I guess I should do something with that. Mm-hmm. And I picked that because it seemed like a good choice of like a logical thing and stability. Right. But then I graduated and I was like, there's really not a lot you can actually just do with a bachelor's in biology. Most of the time people get that because they're going on to medical school right. or some sort of grad program. And I was like, I'm kind of over school right now. I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought I would go back to be a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to apply to a lot of the programs, you have to have like patient care hours which I had none of. So that's when I started doing the nurse's aid job to try and get those hours. But that was really depressing. And then I kind of 
tripped into this company. Yeah. Not the one I'm with now, but my former employer, um, they were hiring young college grads that had a science background because we were really easy to train. Right. They could train us on the job. Yeah. There's like a technical program that you can do for, I think probably like eight months to a year or something that would teach you how to do what I'm doing. Right. But what I have found interesting is the people I've met who've done the technical thing, like they know how to do the job, but they don't necessarily understand the whys. They don't, right. Which is, which is also interesting because when you come in from the track that I did where you trained on the job, when you'd sit for your certification, we had like 30 or 70 extra questions that the technical people didn't have to answer. And it was all theory. Oh. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Everyone should have to un- understand the theory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's funny because like I didn't really think about it until I because everyone I worked with at my old company we all went through the same training program like they hired us they trained us so we were all college people so we we're all taking the same you know tests for certification with the theory aspect and then in this company is the first time I've had like a mixed bag of who I was working with and it was really interesting because uh, you had some covers like well, why would you do this? Like, well, how do you not know why we would do that? Like right. you said, you've been doing this for seven or eight years and it's just, they were just like, they, yeah. But I was like to teach someone to do what we do, like exactly how to do it is not hard, but like to understand why you do it and be able to explain to a surgeon, like what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. It's <laughs> different. Like, this is it's important. Different. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. But they would just be like, well, I'm just doing that. And, and there's it's, like, it's like, there's like a disconnect between understanding and action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could probably teach a monkey to press the buttons that I press. You know what I mean? Maybe like, that's what, maybe that's where we're headed. It may be. <laughs> I mean, like they are trying to automate some of it. Oh uh, yeah. But it, mm-hmm. it is also funny because I've gone toe to toe with like the automated machines and our stuff's always like slightly more accurate or less glitchy because we have a human troubleshooting it. Right. As opposed to like, you know, some algorithm that they program. Like it's functional. Right. But I still feel like there's something to be said for the human mind. Yeah. Until the, until singularity happens and the robots start (laughs) functioning as humans and artificial intelligence ruins everything. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want (laughs) to live to see that. (laughs) Dude, supposedly it's going to be by like 2030. Yeah. I mean, have you seen some of the videos of like the, of course, the robots like running and doing things like why are you no why are we giving it this power like haven't you seen enough of these sci-fi things uh, don't do this <laughs> don't do it i know i'm very conflicted because i'm like i want to see what happens and i don't know i just i tell my computer that i love it <laughs> all the time because i'm like just in case just in, yeah that yeah that's probably not a bad just idea in case. <laughs> don't hate me don't yeah mm-hmm well, I think we should probably wrap it up. Okay. Do you have anything that you want to plug or if, it, if anyone wants to reach out to you or? Um, yeah, I don't think anything on social media of mine is super private. So if you heard my name, Grace Just, Fletzer, I mean, like you can reach out to me. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes people want to. I've made yeah. friends from, yeah. you know. No, yeah. I, if you want to know more about what it is that I do. <laughs> if you. Or my haunted home. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Um, mm-hmm. Or hopefully at some point we'll unpack 
my astrological signs further. Yeah, we're like, gonna have we're gonna have the we girl can give night. we can offer an update at some point. <laughs> like, yeah, because I'm curious because I like I said now that I've gotten older, I don't really feel like I'm a typical Capricorn, so I'm curious to like yeah, there's figure so out. there's so much that goes into your your natal chart, and I'll exp- I'll explain it. Yeah, yeah, I'll explain it to you. But we we'll, we definitely have to have our girl night where oh, yeah. all the four of us get together. I didn't know that there was gonna be a fourth girl. <laughs> like so, like it was like which me. is funny because of you and. Dana, you were the one that met her, but I right. think I, you weren't around when she came back, like at the end of well, the night, to ask I for went, the phone numbers and stuff. I like when well when she when she came into the like to like hang out was when a bunch of the comedians started coming, and I was like, okay, I gotta go network. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. So I like I kind of left. Yeah. At that point. But okay. I was just like I sat down like when I heard there's gonna be four of us, I was like I don't want to be that person that's like. We're sex in the city. Oh. But I was like, we're sex in the city. But then you're like looking around the table and you're like, yeah. There are four of us. We're sex in the city. I totally missed that, but you're right. Now now I'm like, wait, which one was I? I was trying to think about that. I think I'm, I think at the end of the day, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much Charlotte. Like Charlotte and Samantha, I think mixed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh... Well, like in the scenario of the four of us? No, I, just in your oh, own. In, in your own, own mind. Your own relationship with the sex in the city. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I feel like I always kind of related to Miranda. I was going to say you're Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> but, and and, like, and it's in, in funny ways too, right? Because she like kind of gets shit on for like being like more of the serious one. But right. she's, and less she emotional. is funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also like. There's the one episode where her boss thinks she's a lesbian. Yeah. yeah. I, I frequently have people that like assume I'm a lesbian. Not necessarily because of like LA, but like back home. Like, okay, oh, oh, you're from, you know, you're 31 and you, you have don't... roommates and you don't have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, you must be gay. You're like, not married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I suppose if this was the 1950s, that's what that would be telling you. But <laughs> it's that, I think that's that Catholic thing too. Cause. When I was, yeah, people, my family used to think I was gay when I was a teenager, but it's probably because I was super into like gay rights and feminism. Yeah. I was well, like, yeah. yeah. So, and I think sometimes they still wonder because I like get on their case when they say like ignorant things. I'm like, right. Educate yourself. Gotta correct like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But that's fine. Okay. They can be the little narrow-minded fish and yeah, and swim over here in the Pacific Ocean with my liberals. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, one of my cousins came out as gay, and it made me so happy. I was like, "Now yeah. you, now you have to open your eyes. Now I, you have to love. Now you have to love a gay person." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I always hope that that's the way that that goes. But that's the thing when people come out. I just am like really happy that they can own it. Yeah. Right? Me like, too. I, I don't want you to feel me, like you have to hide who you are. It makes me so happy. It makes me like, it makes me so happy for yeah. people. Yeah. Did I, you see the movie Love, Simon? No. That just came out like a month ago. <laughs> you but just it's like made it's, the face like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you, <laughs> but it's so good. And it's about like that whole thing of like, you know, owning who you are. I mean, it's about like a gay teenager coming out. Mm-hmm. But I mean... To me, the story is so much more than that because it's like, it just promotes like loving one another and being accepting of people yeah. and not being afraid to be who you are because yeah. someone might not like it. Like, Fuck there's the right people are always going to still be there. And for they'll you. always step up and you'll always yeah. find each other somehow. Yes. Yeah. 
for sure. I highly yeah. recommend. That's my plug. Go see Love Simon. That's the plug. <laughs> I love. I fucking love that you just decided to plug something that had nothing to do with you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been fun. Let's go eat some more of those cookies. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs>